<laughs> well, hey, everyone. Welcome to this issue 23 of the Amazing Spider webcast. I'm going to assume at this point that the jokes about how long it's taking to get through Spider-Man continuity for me have uh, lost their cuteness. So we're going to just skip that part and get right to the right to the meat. Um, is that offensive to like a vegan or vegetarian? Right to the meat. Is that like, should should I be saying, well, you can still call it the meat of a vegetable, right? My uh, partner, Poon Master Flex, once was like, how come people don't eat, like, tree meat? And I was like, uh, wood? She was like, oh, yeah, I guess wood. Then we were watching an episode of the TV series Alone, and a guy was eating tree meat slash wood, um, but it didn't work for him. So, you know, it was a mixed bag. I was like, I guess technically wood is the meat of a tree and technically it's edible, but I don't know that it has nutritional value. Uh, that's a show mostly, well, not mostly, occasionally based on whether or not someone's going to take a dump over the next three days. And uh, that is an endorsement of the show, not a uh, slam. Sorry, we're at issue 23. Uh, don't waste a minute. You've got to see Spidey in action against the Goblin and the Gangsters. So we've got a Green Goblin issue. Um, I like that they did they did these like big, you know, uh, art pages. I don't know if it's a splash page if it go, doesn't go across both pages, but they'd always have like a here's here's the uh, climax in uh, art form as the first page, you know, so it's the Green Goblin, he's throwing fucking pumpkin bombs, there's gangsters, Spider-Man's fighting, a bunch of shit's going on. And, uh, they should do that. I don't know if they don't do it anymore, but if they're not, they should. I want to complain about them not doing it anymore, but I'm like, I don't know that they're not doing it. So our, our uh, this thrilling issue opens on the Green Goblin chatting with some gangsters. Um... What is his name? Lucky Lobo is the guy who's the uh, head gangster and he's smoking a cigar and looks um, like Stallone mixed with late era Marlon Brando. And uh, he's smoking a cigar. He doesn't really look like Lobo, the DC Comics character, which, by the way, that'll be once we finish Spider-Man, we'll just go through Lobo. Why not? That seems like the next best thing. Um, so basically, Green Goblin is like applying for a job as leader of the gang is the best way I can describe it. Now, the gang does not seem like they're looking for a leader. Lucky Lobo is their leader. But he's just in there and he's like, but under my leadership, we could take over every racket in the city. And the Lucky Lobo character is kind of like, uh, fuck you. I'm the leader. Get out of here. And the goblin's kind of like, hmm, that didn't seem to work. Now, maybe this is a statement about the... <laughs> <laughs> the Green Goblin sort of like, oh, I guess when he's being the Green Goblin, you know, he's insane. And the Green Goblin, it's like the Joker trying to apply for a job at Arby's. And he's like, I want to be the CEO of Arby's. And they have to be like, uh, that's not how this works. You don't just walk into an Arby's and become the CEO of Arby's. And he may genuinely be like, oh, all right, then. So they, they run him out, and the cops are like, we just saw the Green Goblin leaving. 
And the Lucky Lobo guy's like, yeah, we kicked him out because he's a criminal and we're a le legitimate business organization. Um, so anyway, uh, the goblin is like, all right, I got to make a plan to get rid of Lucky Lobo so I can take over his gang because, uh, you know, I guess then I can take over all the mobs in the city. Also, this uh, version of Green Goblin has enormous ears. They're like taller than his entire head and about as wide as his head each ear is. Good syntax, Pete. Um, so that's, that's kind of the opening of this. We cut to Peter Parker at home. He's got his Spider-Man costume in the attic because he was washing it, um, but it's not dry yet. That's just important to know because later he can't do a Spider-Man thing because he didn't leave the house with his costume because it is not dry. Um, in the most gratuitous use I've seen so far of the editor's notes, you know, they'll put a little asterisk and then be like, see issue, whatever. So Aunt May is talking to Peter Parker and she says, remember, Peter, I don't like you staying out too late. If you'll be delayed, be sure to call me. Not like last time. Asterisk. See Spidey number 22, Stan and Steve. Now I'm like, Aunt May critiquing Peter Parker for being out late and not calling isn't like... That just seems like a thing that happens, right? Does that have to be in the continuity? Is it like, remember the last time? And they're like, well, we want to make sure they know which time was the last time as opposed to maybe the second to the last time. <laughs> like, what's going on? <laughs> but anyway... Uh, that was that was one of my favorite little details. All right, we get some some Peter Parker stuff. It's fucking boring. Betty Brant is at the Daily Bugle. They're like a thing. She, Peter Parker sees that Ned Leeds, her former flame, who's now in Europe, sent her a letter. And uh, Joe, J. Jonah Jameson hires uh, what's his name Foswell. Uh, Frederick Foswell hires him as a reporter. Now he was a former crime man as we saw in Spider-Man number 10. Now, see, that editor's note helps me. Because I'm like, is this just a thing? Is it like Foswell isn't actually, uh, you know, this is the first time we're seeing him, and we're just building a backstory, a world building here? Or he was in a previous comic. So you're like, okay. All right. Fair enough. Even then, though, I'm like, well, I think I got the backstory. He used to be a criminal. Now Jameson's hiring him to be a reporter because he's like, I got underground connections. Um, then J. Jonah Jameson has like the fastest turnaround in, in history. Um, you know, he hires this guy. And he's like, well, I believe in forgiveness, charity, and brotherly love. And besides, it'll be good for my public relations. It'll build up my image as a lovable do-gooder. Now then, Parker, what are you doing here? Did you bring me any exclusive, uh, exciting exclusive news photos? I like how he calls them news photos. Peter Parker, afraid not, Mr. Jameson. I just dropped by to see Betty Brant. Immediately enraged, Jameson, you did, did you? What do you think this is, a Lonely Hearts Club? I haven't time to waste talking to every fool teenager who comes in off the street. And he's like chasing him down the hallway, screaming at him. They nailed J. Jonah Jameson's character right away. You know how in a sitcom, like the first maybe uh, season or season and a half, they don't have it quite figured out. That's kind of how Spider-Man shapes out too. But I'm like, I think they nailed Jameson early on. For sure. So anyway, then uh, Peter Parker sees this Foswell talking to somebody. 
and is like, ooh, I'm going to follow him as Spider-Man. Ah, shit. I left my costume at home because it was wet. That's unfortunate. All right, so then the Green Goblin rolls over to uh, some guy. And this guy basically is like a, a mob snitch and gives him a list of all of Lucky Lobo's, uh, let's see. It's a complete list of the dough he made from the joints he owns. If the Income Tax Bureau ever sees this, they'll jail him for life. So he gives it to the Green Goblin, which I'm like, the Green Goblin is going to bust Lucky Lobo for tax evasion? I mean, I know that's how like a bunch of real gangsters went down and shit, but boy is it not exciting. This is not shaping up to be an Untouchables. Also, it's like you flew into a window on a goblin glider. You have pumpkin bombs in a, a pink purse. You've got your pink gloves and your purple hood and your giant crazy ears. And it's like, hmm, maybe I'll use tax law to get this guy. So uh, Foswell somehow gets the list uh, from somebody, presumably the goblin. Jameson gets the list from Foswell. And so then uh, Jameson turns over the list to the cops and they're like, let's go bust these guys. We're going to close up all these places. We're going to impound all the financial records. You know, this is it. This is the big bust, boys. Meanwhile, Spidey's costume dried off. <laughs> That's the exciting thing going on in his life. Um, and he sees, he sees a, a police raid and he's going to take some pictures of it and stuff. And then the Green Goblin shows up. Uh, and they have a little tussle. And then basically what happens is the Green Goblin goes into the place to like fuck with the mobsters. This is a little confusing. All right. The Green Goblin is going to go in and like bust up the mob, even though he already did so via tax laws. The mob is hurriedly trying to destroy all their records, which by the way, little tip for anyone who's in the mob. I'm going to give you two possible pieces of advice. One piece of advice would be to uh, make sure... Well, okay, I'm going to give you three options. One is money laundering. So you know what you do with that is pretty... Just watch Breaking Bad. That has a pretty solid explanation of money laundering. So, you know, have a restaurant or whatever, and hey, you're making one and a half times what one would expect. Not a great... You're not making ten times what would be reasonable, but one and a half. Um... Number two is maybe keep your records with, like, one trusted person. And it's always unfortunate because that trusted person is, like, some wormy accountant who, to get out of trouble, will just turn everything over to the uh, DA or whatever. But, I mean, that's better than having shelves and shelves of papers. My third option would be uh, just fuck the financial records. Like, why? Why? Keep financial records of your legitimate businesses and no financial records of your other thing. Like, what are you paying your goons and like keeping track of their income tax and stuff like that? Fuck that. Right? I mean, just pay them under the... Everything's cash. And here's the downside. You'll probably miss out on some cash because uh, it makes it easy for people to skim off the top. But that's fine. As long as you're making enough, if people are skimming off the top, just call that the cost of doing business, and then you're not going to jail because some idiot's skimming off the top. I don't think any of these would necessarily work because nothing really works long term like this. But, you know, just he seems to be frantically calling around telling people to destroy different files. And I'm like, how much paperwork are you keeping? 
Like you don't need everyone's W-2 of Ox, Montana, and Fancy Dan on file. So anyway, Green Goblin goes in, causes a ruckus. Spider-Man swings in the window, and he beats up the mob for no real reason. However, there's a pretty good part in here where he goes into the other room, and he, like, barricades the door, and he makes sure to call Aunt May. So he's just sitting there uh, with his legs crossed, sitting on a table, with his mask pulled up over his mouth, and then he's just telling her, like, you know what? Shoot, I am going to be a little late getting home today. So, uh, you know, I'll eat later. And then Aunt May breaks the fourth wall and is looking straight at the reader and says that the dear boy, no matter what he's doing, he hardly ever forgets to call his Aunt May. He probably had to say hardly ever, because as we remember in issue 22, thanks to that editor's note, he completely fucked that up. If only he didn't study so hard. I hope he gets enough exercise. da 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 the mob busts in, webbing gets them all, they all get busted. So Spider-Man leaves, he chases after Green Goblin, they fight in a completely, you know, whatever. They just have a fight where they're all swinging and flying around and uh, throwing pumpkin bombs at him. And then uh, <laughs> the Green Goblin gets away. Because really, here's the thing, right? The mob is done for because of the, the financial stuff, which the Green Goblin did. So I don't know why they felt the need to go in there and punch everybody around for a while, but there they did. But then the Green Goblin turns on the radio. He gets home, turns on the radio, and uh, let's see. In one of the biggest halls of the year, the police have arrested the entire Lucky Lobo gang, acting on an anonymous tip, and then the Goblin's like, the entire gang? Then it was all a waste. It was too successful. If the whole gang is in jail, I have nothing to take over. I'm no better off than I was. So he had an idiotic plan, which was to get rid of the head of the gang, and then he would just slide in as leader. But unfortunately, because the gang is a gang, uh, revealing all their records and misdeeds didn't all point to the leader. There was other shit too. So they're like, I'll go into jail. So he's got no fucking... Uh, no fucking gang to take over. So, at one point in his career, the Green Goblin did take down an organized crime gang. So that's pretty, uh, pretty good. Um, and that's basically it. You know, the story just ends. Uh, Peter Parker's like, I don't trust this Foswell. What about this letter that Betty sent to Ned? She, he goes home, and Aunt May made him a TV dinner. And he just has his sort of soap opera ending. And that's basically it. Um, there was a uh, spider speech. Hold on, where did that go? Oh, yeah. Okay, there was one other thing that happens in this issue. You know, I was talking about the ways spider webbing has been used in, you know, oh, I'll make a parachute and a shield and whatever. Um... And then Spider-Man and Green Goblin are fighting. And Green Goblin says, Blast you. You talk so much. You get me all confused, Spider-Man. How about that? I've got a new weapon I didn't even know about. My spider speech. Now much has been made in the uh, many intervening years about how Spider-Man's always talking and joking around and how that makes his villains very upset. So is this the origin of that? Is this, you know, some of the earliest recognition that that's what's going on in the comics. 
So there you go. Um, so that's that's issue 23. We've got a nice pinup at the end, a Marvel masterwork called Spidey, very creatively. Shows all the villains that we've seen thus far um, and who have been caught in Spider-Man's wonderful web, as they say. So there we go. We made it. We made it through another issue. We made it uh, through 23. We made it through one of Green Goblin's probably worst plans. Um, maybe when he had sex with like dead Gwen Stacy or whatever, that might be qualify as worse, but I don't know. We'll have to see when we get there. We're still a little ways. So for now, busting the mafia in order to gain control of the mafia probably is worst plan. All right, we'll see you next time. Climbs a tree just like a vine. Look out! Here comes the Spider-Man.